money, 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 money. And welcome into the latest edition of the Winning Ways Podcast, a gaming podcast hosted by both myself, David Schuster, and my longtime friend and very, and I do mean very, successful professional gambler, Mr. Andy Roth. And we're brought to you, as always, by DraftKings and more from our sponsor in just a bit. Andy, do you want to brag about anything that has happened from last week, even your NFL picks? Because I'm going to be pretty quiet on the subject, even before we get to our picks this week. No, as far as I'm concerned, I was a loser. I was one and one, two and two on the season. So we'll we'll try to improve in that area. But um, as far as the futures, well, let's see. Bryce Harper now the betting favorite for the NL MVP, uh, about minus 145. Uh, did play him today. Uh, the narrative is definitely in his favor. And most importantly, um, a recent Major League Baseball poll of 71 media members, Harper had 42 first place votes. Tatis with just 27. Um, according to my estimations, Tatis, or rather uh, Harper, should be in the minus 250 range. But again, as I said last week, just keep a little eye on Juan Soto. He's 30 to 1, and he's just been out of this world this month. He's hitting nearly 450 with a 580 on base and a slugging percentage, uh, rather an OPS of nearly 1,300. Not likely to win, but if he has just a staggering month just to keep an eye on the, on the narrative with the media. Well, you, you make my point of which I brought up last week in the American League. Uh, uh, yeah, the American League MVP voting that Vlad Guerrero is the one who is finishing with an unbelievable flourish. But, you know, I guess the, the narrative has been all season long that Shohei Otani is going to win this award. And it's almost like it doesn't make a difference if he trips and falls down the stairs at this point that he's going to win the award. It's a little different narrative. Again, uh, it doesn't look like Guerrero is going to win the Triple Crown, but if he did, we've had 10 players that have won the Triple Crown. We've never had anybody do what Otani's done. And in that same MLB poll in the American League, I can tell you that Otani got 80% of the first place votes. Yeah, I know. I mean, it just seems so preordained. Again, and I've seen some articles now, by the way, in regards uh, and some prominent people who said Vlad, Vlad Guerrero should win the award, and they're not taking anything away from Otani. They're they're sort of agreeing with my narrative that Guerrero is going to get his team into the playoffs, and it, that's that's iffy at this moment. But it looks like Toronto will get in, and Otani has not you know lifted his team to anything. Uh, it's interesting in the National League whether it's Harper, Tatis, or Soto, none of those teams are going to the playoffs. So I guess. That in itself doesn't make that much difference to the voters anymore. And in baseball, let's face it, it's never been a, a requirement that it's from a contending team, much like the NBA. You've got to be an elite team. Baseball, it's more about the player of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, if ever there was proof in point of that, Andre Dawson won the MVP as a Chicago Cub, and I'm terrible on the years, but he won it. That was the year that he showed up at spring training and, um, he was a free agent and, you know, the Cubs were not looking to sign him, but he said, look, here's a blank check. You fill it out with whatever you want and I'll sign. He just wanted to be a Cub and he wanted to get away from Montreal, by the way, and get away from the artificial turf and come and play on, on, on regular grass. They signed him to a half a million dollars, which is, again, is a lot of money even back then, but it was nothing like other players were getting. And he, get, you know, talk about return on your investment. He won the MVP, hit 48 home runs, drove in 100 and some odd RBI. 1987, yeah. I believe. 
what year was that? I believe 87. Okay. I think I know. right? Uh, I'm sure you are. I'm terrible on you. <laughs> I really am. It's one of my weaknesses. But, you know, case in point, you don't have to be uh, on a contending team. And, of course, the all-timer was Steve Carlton winning 27 games for a team that won, what, 55 games? So he won basically half their games. They finished last place by a mile and a half. But he was obviously a runaway winner for the Cy Young. But again, remember, baseball is such a different beast than than the NBA in which one player doesn't impact winning the way a superstar does on an NBA team. You're right. I mean, it's it's that's why I'll go to my you know what saying that it uh, it should be just the player of the year. It's not the most valuable player. It's player. Agreed. of the year. All right. Anyway. Um, all right. So those are the MVPs. Uh, American League Cy Young. It's a two man race, but it sort of goes back and forth, doesn't it? Well, recently it's still Robbie Ray. He's the favorite of minus 195. He had a subpar outing last time out, uh, three earned runs and just four and two thirds against Tampa. But the problem for Garrett Cole is he was trashed by Cleveland, seven earned runs and five and two thirds innings. Now, Ray's the favorite of minus 195. I'm saying take a hunch. Ray's next outing is against the Twins. Cole, who's had trouble lately, is facing a much tougher Red Sox lineup. I say Ray's worth a small investment. Okay. I think the voters, if they say Cole beat another playoff contending team and that whole Red Sox-Yankees thing, no offense, you're on the East Coast. It makes me sick. But whatever. Um, if, if he you know, uh, beats a better opponent, I think that goes a little bit longer in some of the voters' eyes, in my opinion. I think it's more about the quality of the outing. If it's a dominating performance – then it matters if it's just a mediocre performance with a win. It you know it just doesn't carry as much weight anymore. No argument there. All right, the National League Cy Young, and you were the one who jumped on this about three or four weeks ago when Scherzer was a seventeen to one come way f- uh, from behind, and not not only has he come from behind, he has assumed the lead. And he had for him, he had a subpar outing the other day. He gave up two runs, two runs in like seven innings. For him, that's a subpar outing, but he's been unbelievable. He's going to win the award. Well, let me add that, yes, I did play him at 17 to 1, but the original plays were at 27 and 25 to 1. Uh, now the favorite at minus 250. He's been totally dominant since joining the Dodgers, 7 and 0, 0.77 ERA, 79 strikeouts and seven walks. But the race isn't quite over yet. Burns is close enough where it still could swing, but right now, Scherzer at minus 250 is not a play. You think uh, uh, Burns' manager sort of screwed him over by not letting him finish off that uh, no-hitter? Uh, it might have made a difference, but, you know, these days they're looking long-term and they weren't going to let him get out, go out there. Yeah, it still goes down in the record book. His hater got the last three outs in that ninth inning. You know, Burns is part of a no-hitter, so it's still, you know, I, I'm just curious. You know, sometimes I look for – wrinkles in the story so to speak all right anyway yeah i i scherzer's going to win that award and for those who bet him two weeks ago four weeks ago eight weeks ago my god they're they're going to come back with a lot of money all right american league rookie of the year um i i you know he's going to win the award i think he won the award last season to be honest with you in the playoffs all he had to do was be even semi semi um uh proficient in the regular season here a rosarina is going to win the award for american league and the funny thing is, I recommended him last week at minus 175 in that area. He's still in that area. And um, I think the appropriate line should probably be 
at least minus 300. Adolis Garcia has really faded. Ryan Mountcastle has put up some good numbers, but the analytics don't support him. Uh, and a Rosarain had a big day today, three for five. Uh, it looks like it's, it's his award. Just again, keep an eye on one player, Luis Garcia of the Astros, who's been arguably their best pitcher and maybe the best rookie pitcher. He's 12 to one, but I would definitely play a Rosarena. You can always back it up with Garcia at some point. National League Rookie of the Year. That one's been over for a long time. I mean, how high is the price now on Jonathan India? He's in the area of minus 1,100 to 1,200. And Trevor Rogers has been great. Trevor Rogers, to me, is a guy you can look at next season, you know, for a long shot for Cy Young. But with the missed time, uh, India will win this award. You know, here's an interesting one. You know, I'll bring a local angle to this one from here in Chicago. Patrick Wisdom of the Cubs. You know, and, and people around the major leagues, who's Patrick Wisdom? Well, Patrick Wisdom was a high draft pick for the St. Louis Cardinals. And whether he didn't get the right opportunity or he didn't come through, whatever the case may be, he got, you know, he came over to Chicago and in basically not much more than half a season, he already has the Cubs rookie record for home runs at 27. You know, if he had played a full season, who knows how many he would have. That's pretty amazing. You know, I, I don't even know what the long shot odds on him. He's not going to win the award, obviously, but, you know, i got to give him some kudos, to be honest. Yeah, I think he's about 15 to 1. He might have a shot to finish third. Uh, you know, the basic numbers are good. But again, when you look at the war and you look at the OPS plus, uh, he falls way short of India. All right. Before we get to the managers of the year, I just want to go back to the um, uh, MVP race in the American League. And, and again, we went over this with Otani and Guerrero. But the one thing I have noticed, Andy, is that the price on Otani, which used to be like minus five or six thousand, it's what minus two thousand now. Something in like some that? places, two thousand twenty five hundred. I think they're, they're trying to get people really to bet to vote both, and especially bet Guerrero, because to, to me, again, betting Guerrero is making a donation, and I'd much prefer they give it to the Red Cross. <laughs> <laughs> Good line, by the way. I'd rather they give it to me for both for my donation or whatever. Help me to understand this, because you know when you go to the racetrack to hedge your bet, even though the horse is going to win and it's the favorite at I don't know four to five or something like that or two to one, you better to cross the board first, second, and third win play show to sort of hedge your bet. Is there any logic in betting Guerrero also on top of betting Otani? I mean, can you can you come out on the plus end if you bet both? Is what I'm asking. With such a high price in Otani, that's that's not something you could really do. Maybe where you're dealing with one player is minus one seventy five, and another one is plus two fifty. You could bet both and and make a little bit, but but not with the differing odds on Guerrero and Otani. Okay, well then, how about with Robbie Ray and Garrett Cole? Could you do the, the same what I just suggested with those two? Well, not really, because you've got Ray at minus 195 and Cole at plus 190. So they really, at that price, they offset each other. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, but are there ever instances where you could do something like that? If the, yeah, if the it definitely comes up. And by the way, I mean, um, I'll hedge all the time where, for example, if I, I'm winning 5,000 more on one candidate than the other, and they're the only two left in the race, I might bet on the number two guy just to increase my minimum profit. Okay. How about uh, managers, managers of the year? I've, I've talked about this a bunch of times. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Am I reading this correctly? Tony La Russa is the favorite in that category. Does that sound right? 
Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I mean, saw it. I saw it's it's got, to me, it, it's got to be Tampa. It's got to be Kevin Cash. For them okay. to win that division and, you know, to have the best record in the American League, uh, I've got to go with him. No, I agree with you. And, and, and Dusty Baker should be, you know, given a lot of consideration as well. But what are the odds right now? Have you seen those recently? I really haven't seen them posted recently. They haven't been okay. up. I, you know, maybe I read an old line, but I saw Tony La Russa is, is the betting favorite, which I don't I don't understand. No, that that. definitely has to be an, an old line. OK, there All haven't right. been numbers on that in quite a long time. All right. You know, we may see him at the end of the season sometimes with that. OK, because I, I really believe that the managers of the year awards are the ones that are really close, to be honest with you. Right. And if you take a look at the National League, um, you can take a look at the three division leaders at the moment. Those would be the ones that I would vote for. I mean, I saw somebody say uh, 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 the Dodgers manager, and I'd say, no, not the Dodgers manager. He's got so much talent, no chance. But Brian Snitker in, in Atlanta, Craig Consul with Milwaukee, Gabe Kapler, to me, is is the National League manager of the year, my opinion. Yeah, he'd get my vote, too. Okay. All right. All right. Before we get to the NFL, college football, and we got some basketball conversation also, first, a word from our sponsor. And week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. So listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, we'll get to, we'll, we'll save uh, the NFL and college football for the end here, Andy, but I know you got some thoughts uh, on a couple of categories, future bets in the NBA. So why don't you lead off? Yeah, first we'll start with the Atlantic Division. The Nets, obviously the favorites to win the championship, um, and obviously then the favorites to win the Atlantic Division. But if you can get them at minus 200, I would jump on it, specifically because they're elite talent, their incredible depth, and the fact that the Sixers are a mess with Ben Simmons, and I don't think Boston can compete at this point. Yeah, and that's probably the best price you're going to get all season long is minus 200. You know, as the season goes on, it's going to be God knows how what it's going to be. Right, right, definitely. Okay. Uh, and, and they're obviously along with the Lakers. I think we talked about this three-to-one co-favorites to win the NBA title. If you had to pick, you know, and you're a basketball junkie like I am also, if you had to pick a long shot, and there's going to be some teams with some good prices just because the Lakers and the Nets are going to be such overriding favorites, who would you jump on even at this point? I'd look at Golden State, uh, who I think are in the area of 10 to 1. If Clay can come back and be Clay, 
I think they can be very dangerous. And I don't trust the Lakers necessarily to stay healthy. Okay. Well, I mean, they're going to be the oldest team by far. We talked about this uh, previously. They're going to have about seven guys that are 32 or older. Listen, I wish I was 32 again myself, but in the NBA, that's getting pretty old. And a lot of those guys are 35, six, seven, or even eight years old, 38 years old. Um, how about rookie of the year? You, you brought that up. Uh, there's some interesting numbers there. Yeah, I think Kate Cunningham and Jalen Green are the likely winners of this award. I would say look for the best price and play both. I, I love Jalen Suggs, but it's a very crowded backcourt in Orlando. I don't think Evan Mobley will put up the numbers, and Scotty Barnes doesn't have the offensive game to compete. All right, so you're talking about all top five players in the NBA. The, the five names that you mentioned are one through five in, in, a, in a different order. I happen to like Suggs. I know that it's a crowded backcourt. I think he's going to shine down there. And I think uh, the voters, well, listen, the season's got to play out, obviously. But I just got a feeling it's got to be a player who's going to get a lot of playing time. And I think all five of those guys will get a lot of playing time because they're on terrible teams. I just got a feeling Suggs has got that it factor. I also like Mobley, though. Um, he was not known as a scorer in his brief time at USC. I'm sure he'll be more of a scorer in the NBA. A lot of these guys are from college to pro. But, you know, Cleveland all of a sudden, you know, as much as I make fun of them, the Cavaliers and the city in itself, they're they're starting maybe to build something. If those two guys in the backcourt can help lead the way, all of a sudden they got some frontcourt players who might, you know, blossom into a nucleus. Mobley's got at least a shot if he if he's productive. Yeah, I just think physically he's not ready to compete offensively. And um, you've had Garland and Sexton with a high usage rate um, where Mobley will not have the ball in his hands enough to, to put up the big numbers where a Cunningham will be the lead guard and Jalen Green, you know, will get plenty of opportunities in Houston. Let's just go back to Cleveland for a second. I mean, uh, you have Sexton and you have Garland both. And I was sort of surprised that they drafted one after the other. They're both basically point guards, although nowadays they call guards combo guards. They don't even say point guard that much anymore. Are you surprised that they're both still on that team and that one of them eventually might be dealt? Not totally, and I have no problem. I think it's a benefit when you have two playmaking point guards. It's one thing if you're playing two shooting guards together, but the more ball handlers you have, you know, the more dangerous you are. Okay, fair enough. Um, now let's go to the NFL. You're Mr. 500 last week. I don't even think I can proclaim myself that. So why don't you leave up? Uh, well, not a big fan of laying points on the road, but um, I'll take the Panthers minus eight at the Texans. Uh, you know, Texans have been awful. They're going with a rookie quarterback. Uh, defensively, they haven't looked too good. Sam Darnold has looked like an NFL quarterback. Uh, McCaffrey's been great. So I'll take the Panthers laying eight in Houston. Okay. I will preface my first pick by saying you and I were both incredibly wrong, although it sure seemed like a good bet, the Steelers, you know, last week, but we were both wrong. And, and kudos to the Vegas Raiders. It's hard to say that, the Vegas Raiders. But kudos to them. On a shortened week, they came across country, and they laid the wood to the Steelers. I'm really surprised by that, even retrospect. So I'm licking my wounds on that game, and I'm going back to the Steelers saying, it ain't happening two weeks in a row. Better not. So I got the Steelers laying three points. 
against a Bengals team that I saw in person here at Soldier Field against the Bears last week, and I was not impressed at all. So I'm going to have the Steelers laying, which I think is a short number against Cincinnati. All right, my second pick, Ravens-Lions over 49 and a half. I don't think the Ravens will have any problem putting up 30-plus points against this Lions defense. Uh, Ravens may have a little bit of a letdown coming off the Kansas City win, so maybe that'll affect them on the defensive end. And if they get out to a big lead, you know, you could see the defense taking its foot off the pedal. So I'll go with the Ravens-Lions over 49 and a half. Okay, and I'm going to go with an over also, uh, even though logically a lot of people say you're crazy, which I am, but I like New Orleans and New England. The number is pretty low, 42. That's a low number for an over-under in the NFL. Um, you know, New Orleans, at least in week one, showed that they could score a lot of points. New England, um, with Mac Jones as their quarterback, I mean, so far of the rookie quarterbacks, he's been the best only because he's been efficient. So I'm going to go with the over New England and New Orleans over 42 in that game. And then I always have to at least say something about the Bears game. And and I've been wrong on on them twice now. So I'm going to just uh, stay away from the game. But I'm going to like the over in this game. The uh, the Bears at Cleveland. The Bears are starting uh, Justin Fields. That was announced earlier today. So a lot of people will be excited about that and probably disappointed when the game is over. But Cleveland can score and score a lot of points. The Bears defense was pretty good last week and pretty atrocious in week one. Um, I think it'll level off. I just like the over in that game. The over under in that game is 46 and a half. So, so now you said you were wrong the first two weeks on the Bears? I was. All right, so I'm betting under. <laughs> All right, well, that that's your MO is to go against my picks. All right, I'll fade you. That's fine. More than fine. All right. I got a couple of college ones. I know you shy away from college, but I'll give you mine. Uh, Illinois, which won its opening game and then has fallen on its face ever since. They're at Purdue. Purdue at home. Purdue is a proficient offensive team. They're laying 11 points. I love Purdue. I know you'll go for Illinois then, but I love Purdue. Nebraska and Michigan State. Michigan State has moved up incredibly in the polls. They've had some nice wins, including uh, what was it down in Miami last week. Michigan State at home against Nebraska. And I've been right about Nebraska in every game so far this season. I go with them. I go against them. This week I'm going against them. Michigan State at home laying only five points. It almost seems too good to be true. I like Michigan State. And I got one more. I don't know why. Georgia is just a powerhouse. They're on the road at Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt is getting 35 and a half points at home. At home, Andy. Now, listen, they'll probably lose the game, and they'll probably even lose it in a lopsided fashion. But when you're a home team and you're getting five-plus touchdowns, it's worth a shot, isn't it? Hey, get a backdoor cover. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. They can lose by 35, and I come away a winner. So I like Vanderbilt at home. Go Volunteers, or whatever their name is. Uh, Go Volunteers uh, and – that's my pick for the week. That's my best pick for the week, by the way. All right. By the way, a little teaser for October. I'll have some major long shot picks for NBA most improved player. Ooh. Okay. Well, I already told you in advance, I like Ben Simmons as potentially the best, most improved player. Who knows what team he's going to be on, but, you know, we'll talk more about that down the road. And I, and I do have to remind the listeners that last year I did have Julius Randle at 65 to 1. 65 to one. Well, at the end of the season, what was he? It wasn't 65 to one at the end of the season. No. uh, Well, I could tell you, I played him even towards the end of the season at three and a half to one. 
Oh my God! I mean, that 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 award was a, as much a lock as Otani winning the American League MVP. You don't hear me complaining. No, of course not. <laughs> so so you're smart. You betted at sixty five to one, then you betted at fifty five to one, all the way down, which yeah. means that you went to the you cashed the ticket at the window probably a bunch of times. Well, I cashed it online. Online, same right. thing. It's, yeah. It sounds yeah. it's, it sounds better the old days when you went to the you know you cashed your ticket at the window. Right. Yeah, I played him numerous times after the 65 to 1. Smart bet, smart bet. All right, Andy, uh, again, appreciate it. We'll do this again next week. We hope that we brought some winners to the people. Time will tell.